0: Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. I was like, what time is it for me? That's <laughs> the pause. It's Nicole BZ, and you know everything. I am dropping in today uh, quickly. This one this one needed to be said, and there's a lot going on in my world, if you've been paying any attention. I've been, you know, being quite emo on the socials, which isn't usually how I roll, but I'm also stepping into new places and using communication as a tool and that probably sounds obvious like well everybody uses communication as a tool bc uh what are you talking about well here's the thing. Also, if you've been paying any attention, you know that I talk endlessly about energy. It is the foundation for my coaching. It is part of the energy leadership index that I love to do. And it's kind of the secret sauce in terms of how do you create the change that you desire in your business and your life and yourself? Because we can talk strategy and structure and systems and data all damn day. There's a reason that the information isn't enough. If it were, we'd all be like PhD billionaires like on sailboats in the Caribbean right now because there is all of the information we could ever possibly need on the internet along with all of the data we could ever possibly analyze to teach us how to make oodles and noodles of money. So there's something else going on there, right? And my theory is it's the energy. When we speak to each other, when we share information, whether it's in person, in the physical world, or online, in the digital world, there is an energy behind it. And that energy, that intention is often indecipherable at face value, right? And so, you know, this is where things can get really convoluted and really confusing and potentially really offensive and even hurtful or downright dangerous. We interpret others based on the story we are telling ourselves. And so, you know, this is where like catcalling on the street, if someone is intentionally like, wow, that is a beautiful being right there and I feel compelled to tell them how stunningly gorgeous they are, that's one thing. But if the comment is meant to be degrading and to take someone's power away and to let them know that you are in a position of dominance, it's completely different. Now, the same... Wow, that was a really bad whistle. Um, Okay, so apparently I can't whistle right now. (laughs) How about, (laughs) there we go. Always got that one in me. That sound might happen. And not only will the intention affect how the receiver feels upon hearing it, but all of the backstory, all of the experience, all of the trauma, all of the learnings and lessons of the receiver will also come into play. So for the most part, communication is kind of a crapshoot. What we can do, though, is really learn, really practice and be really intentional about our energy behind communication and for the business people. Because I actually have become aware there's a lot of you listening that are not necessarily entrepreneurs. You're professionals or, I don't know, you like my random ass fucking storytelling. So I think this one actually very much applies to anybody listening. In fact, we're going to talk about listening. The point being, our communication can be very, very effective and incredibly powerful and compel change when we think about the energy. And I've talked about this a lot, the seven different levels of energy, and and you can kind of apply it to everything, right? I'm going to also kind of share with you a tip that was, uh, oh, man, of course, I'm going to forget the book. I'll talk about the book, Uh, Leave Nothing on the Table by Chris Voss whoa, I pulled that out of the portal, (laughs) went into the busy brain hole and managed to pull that one out. So fantastic book, all about the art of negotiation. Uh, And Chris talks about a particular strategy he uses in very, very high stress, high stakes scenarios, AKA negotiations with hostages. So trying to legitimately rescue people and, and how this this technique can make all of the difference. But before we get to the strategies and the systems and the how-tos, let's just talk a little bit about why this matters. And again, I've been going through a lot, so you're going to get some personal stories from me. I've also been told a few things about myself. I think the speaker didn't think I already knew. And the thing is, is, again, it's all about intention, right? And, And all about the story you're telling yourself when you hear something back. So when you are trying to help, just as an example, what that comes from is a place of fixing it, right? You're then, to back it up further, suggesting this is a problem. That is judgmental. It's maybe a problem. It's maybe exactly what should be happening. And this is oftentimes when like helpful advice is ill-received because the person who is listening to said helpful advice might not think the same way about the problem that you, the speaker, might, right? And so, like, there's a lot of opportunity for misunderstandings. I am currently in the middle of, like, this massive deal and, like, legitimately still in the middle of it, which blows my goddamn mind because escrow should have closed last week and the owner is still holding my money. And the agent is put in the cancellation order, I think, two weeks ago. And... um The investors are still like crunching numbers and running through models and projections. And it's just really interesting because everybody is doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing and they are completely at odds with each other. And I'm here in the middle with this vision of new business and how this could potentially be not just a beacon that can bring people safely into harbor safely into work safely into community safely into partnership but then can also be used as an example and a model for other people trying to create new business but i'm still dealing with all of these people who are doing business very much the old way so i have the owner who is very committed to a particular price point and has offered some like creative uh, ways of reaching that but hasn't put anything in writing old way of business it all needs to be in writing i have an agent accusing said owner of being a sociopath i have investors who can only see as long as their nose and are only concerned about their individual roi even though there's going to be a handful of different businesses and entities engaging with each other and they're all telling me the other one is wrong the other one is trying to rip Me off, them off, everyone off. And at one point, the owner accused me of being a scam artist. And I, you know, I laughed because I said, I mean, if by a scam artist, you're suggesting I am putting in an offer and building a business that I don't know where the money is going to come from and I don't know how I'm going to do it, then you're not wrong. (laughs) So the point being, we use words to try and communicate but so often they miss the mark. And in business and in life and in relationship, this can be the biggest point of pain that we experience and also just create so much extra work. It creates entire jobs. I mean, this is why we have the legal industry, right? This is why we have like, uh, maybe not so much the accounting industry, but like a little bit the accounting industry and where marketing comes from. And and I think that's something that I, I really want to talk about as well is how marketing and messaging and especially digital communication can be like almost turned on its head when we start with the energy of the words. And so I, I shared that, that, story about the deal with the agent and and business, because again, one of the reasons I love business and I love business coaching is you're forced to engage in these situations. And regardless of what I think or how I feel, I need to get all of these people on board with each other. I need to create reciprocity and trust and the win, win, win. Otherwise nobody gets to play. And this business is never going to see the light of day. So even though like, Like, no one's wrong. Like, the agent is right. This is the craziest fucking deal I've ever been a part of. Everyone is telling tall stories from the city to the owner to the investors. I mean, even to me, I'll own that. We're using words to manipulate. We're using words to try and dominate and it's being met with extreme resistance because that never ever works. And so it's really about okay, what is the story that you're telling yourself? You know, the agent is coming from a place of having worked for for many many years on on much much bigger deals than this. And they find it really hard to believe that somebody would be nickel and diming like $100,000 on a multi-million dollar deal. The owner has built their multi-million dollar development company by nickel and diming probably hundreds of dollars let alone hundreds of thousands of dollars you know i've certainly seen that conservative approach to money and the willingness to negotiate even to the nickel and dime is how people tend to build wealth so like i can appreciate both perspectives The investors are also just concerned about the numbers. And with every sort of iteration of this, the business models change and evolve. And so they want that proof. They want those projections. Like, I I can understand where everybody's coming from. It's also going to be impossible to make everybody 110% happy. So then it's really about trying to get curious. Okay, well, where are we quite literally willing to negotiate? Where are we able to create trade so that you feel like you're getting your needs met? They feel like they're getting their needs met. And, but like nobody feels like they're losing. And it's this, you've heard me say before, everyone's playing not to lose. How do we play to win? And I think it really starts with words, even just that simple statement. I'm saying the same thing. It's a completely different vibe. That's where the energy of communication, I think, is so important. And so, before and, and this isn't new—you've heard this a million times. So, before you, you know, write the email, before you do the post, before you sit down at the at the table and try and negotiate, before you draft the contract and the plans, check in energetically. Communication and words, very specifically, can convey a particular awareness, perspective, and feeling. And so, like when you're giving in to avoid confrontation. When you're acquiescing, like that can be that sort of level one, that victim space. When you are using words to manipulate, when you are using words to force people into action, to scare people into situations. I mean, think about every freaking headline from any major media and news source right now. That is using communication in a very manipulative, very fear-based way, and it and it makes you it makes you do things, it makes you buy things, it makes you feel things, it makes you say things, right? And it's that compounding energy that both you know the the avoiding things and giving in, along with the forcing and using fear at, or manipulation. Those are catabolic places that you're communicating from. Now you can listen, but not hear, right? So the words are coming in. But meanwhile, you're thinking about what you're going to have for dinner tonight, or you're thinking about how like annoying the fact that they've misbuttoned their shirt is, or you're looking at the person behind them because they're much more interesting than the person you're exchanging these words with. I mean, we're all very familiar with the difference between sort of active listening and passive listening, but we spend, I mean, there's we're so inundated with information and advice and people telling us what to do and how to think and what to say and blah, 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 blah that like. I think we are passively listening unconsciously all of the time. And it takes a real moment of like conscious choice to tune in. However, (laughs) when we're doing that, something else can show up. And so, you know, there's ways of communicating, of tuning in, of actively listening where we're nodding and we're agreeing. We might even be repeating words back. But at the same time, we're also thinking about the story we're telling ourselves. Like, what do their words mean to me through my ear filter, <laughs> through my understanding, through my experience? And I'm sure you've had this conversation a million times with people where somebody tells you about their morning and you're like, oh, well, you want to hear, like you heard about that. You should listen to my morning. Or, you know, they tell you about a problem they're having, and then you tell them about the same problem you had and the solution you used that worked for you. Or they they share information with you and then. It, it makes you feel a certain way. And then based on that, you tell them what's happening. So they tell you something really sad and then you tell them that, you know, they need to take a break or they need to take a step back or you tell them something really lovely and amazing. But the last time somebody did that to them, it hurt, th- they got hurt. And so they don't wanna hear your lovely and amazing and they think that you're trying to like manipulate them. So anywho, like, it's not just about feeling into it and active listening, These are different levels of communication. But from there, what we can do is really demonstrate that we are carefully listening in order to find an opportunity for common ground. This is where I think we go from actively listening to intuitively listening. And what we're doing is actually finding a place where together we can co-create moving forward. And I'll demonstrate a little bit more like how each of these levels kind of look. But I'll show the last level of communication. And it's really like when you, when you're synergizing and you're in flow and you're riffing off of each other and you know, those conversations, cause they're the ones that you don't want to stop. They're the ones that you feel like you have just been like electrified or, you know, lit on fire, but in the best of ways, they're almost intoxicatingly good. You stayed up way too long. You can't hang up the phone. That's when we're intuitively listening. We're having a synergistic experience with somebody where our communication is being both understood and reflected back at us at a way that we feel so seen and heard and validated that we can't help but contribute. And it's expansive, it's anabolic. And so that's kind of the scale where we're moving from like avoiding confrontation or just letting other people get their way to literally creating a new piece of information, an entirely new exchange in the moment. Now you have this opportunity anytime you use words to share. But how aware are you of how you're feeling, what your intention is, what energetic level you're at when you're doing this? And especially when we're editing. And okay, I'm like raising both hands and all 10 toes right now because I am the worst at editing. If you've read anything ever of mine, it is like so full of typos. I can't. I can't even. How much white girl, wait, how much can a white girl can't, when a white girl can't even? It's this much typos. But what I do think about is the energy of the words that I'm using. And I will, especially with like the adjectives and the more flowery sort of emphatic words that I'm using to create an illustrative point, I will think deeply about what level is this at? Is this a little bit confrontational, a little bit shame-shamey, you know, a little bit blamey, a little bit edgy, or is this like inviting people into a challenge and suggesting there's something more here. How can we do better? I can say the exact same thing, but when I come from completely different intentions, it it shifts everything. And so saying as an example to the owner of this property, I totally get that we agreed upon a sales number. However, we've discovered over $500,000 In damages. So we're happy for you to take care of those and and meet you at the agreed upon number. Or what we're asking is for $500,000 off. Now, if I'm trying, if I'm hoodwinking him and I haven't done the, like, I don't know that there's that much damage. I'm just trying to get a better deal. That's very different when, like, there is legitimately this much damage. And there's a lot of other details going on as well. This deal is not what we originally agreed to. So can we just sit down and talk about it? Now, you know, my agent told me, F this dude. The investor said, we're out. He, the person I was actually communicating this to, could feel that. Okay. Because, and, and I mean, also, all of these damages are going to have to be made very known to any person trying to buy after me. Disclosures. That's a legal thing. <laughs> so he's, he's willing to sit down at the table and... That's all we can do. I don't know what's going to happen. I know what number he wants. I know what number I want. How can we? How can we co-create an agreement together? And in in business, as I was alluding to earlier, to me this is an interesting challenge. Things get really different when we're talking about our personal experiences. And so I'm I'm going through this with my mom right now, and there's there's a lot happening with that. She's got Parkinson's. The level of care that she needs is is increasing. I talked to her about it, and she just wants essentially my dad to quit his job and take care of her. But my dad is a workaholic and he works so that she can be taken care of. And what I was explaining to her is you want him to be somebody that he's not. And you know, you've been married to the man for like 40 something years. Yep, that's about right, maybe a little longer. You know him. (laughs) So you need to advocate for yourself and and let him know, you know, what it is that you do need. Now, I have stories about advocating for myself and asking for what I need and why someone may or may not do that or be willing to do that or have the agency of being able to do that. That's it. They're my stories. I also have stories about someone speaking on my behalf or advocating on my behalf or like I interpret that as. Uh, they don't think I'm capable. They don't think I have the agency or the strength or the power to speak for myself. And and it's actually like really insulting for me. Now, if I allowed those stories to inform this particular situation or this conversation, there would be one result. I could also tell the story of my dad being, you know, super selfish and, um, you know, putting, putting his ego and work and, and all that before my mother. But I also know my dad. And I know he works as hard as he does because he thinks that's what's best for his family, like very old school way of thinking. And I used to come at my dad, very accusatory and very like the wounded warrior, a very sort of that level too. Like, I can't believe you're doing this. I can't believe you think this is okay. Like, here's all of the evidence for like all of the hurt that you've caused and blah, blah, blah. That elicits a very, very defensive response. And I am going to war. Like there is a reason for that. What I've discovered when I really tune in to my intention, which is not just to make her life easier, but his too, what works, what's effective, and like also the stories they are telling themselves. And I know that because I asked. So this can be a really different conversation. And it's about how do we get the care that she needs? And how can we explore that together? And it might not look exactly the way that I want it to or the way that my dad wants it to or the way that my mother wants it to. But we get to have that conversation from a place of we all love each other. We all want the best for each other. What might that look like? And it's something that I've learned for me to be effective. It, it, it I have to chip away at this. I can't just like swoop in and to me, solve the problem in a very fast and powerful way. (laughs) But that's also my own story and interpretation, right? And so it's like just bringing awareness to when someone says something, you tell yourself a story. Does that story make you feel good or make you feel bad? There might be another narrative available. This might not be about all of the things that happened before. This might not be about... All of the things you think they're thinking, or all of the things you suspect they're feeling and doing. It can just be a simple exchange. And by using curiosity and inquiry, you can move from active listening into intuitive listening. Why does this matter? I think I I kind of started down that path and then I got a little sidetracked. I'm going to bring it back around. We can be in a place of hypervigilance. Meaning you're constantly looking for something to go wrong. And depending on the situation, depending on the scenario, especially in business when you've been ripped off a thousand times or in your personal life where you've been hurt a thousand times. And that hypervigilance can color the communication. And so just knowing that, where are you preparing for a fight? Where are you defending yourself when there might not be something dangerous happening? How can you? let go. How can you relax in certain scenarios? And I totally get, you know, something I'm, I'm really witnessing right now is how polarizing communication can be. And that, that's really fucking powerful. When we're coming from the intention of I am compelling change, I, I am forcing people to pick a side. That is an incredible way of filtering filtering your listeners filtering your customers clients buyers filtering your the people who get to participate in your life that's different than vilifying people for choosing one side or the other and again it's all about intention i don't think there would be any way for someone to know that the information that you're sharing or the opinion that you're taking is just simply to compel action rather than like to condemn people and What I'm also seeing is in that polarization, the defenses come up. And it is a very fine line to walk to be able to objectively and pragmatically take a stance, but also like invite everyone to the table so that you you are encouraging open communication. It is a safe place for people to disagree, to bring different opinions and different backgrounds to different experiences. If someone doesn't feel like they can speak up, They're going to that level one. They're going to avoid confrontation. They're going to avoid communication with you because they don't feel safe to be heard or seen. And so check in with like, what's the story here? When people second guess me, and and my partner called me out on this the other day, we were going through spreadsheets and um, numbers and I was really frustrated. And he said, why, why are you so frustrated right now? And I said, because I feel like you don't believe me. That's the story I'm telling myself. That's not the reality. The reality is these are super complex spreadsheets and they, they need multiple explanation. And I mean, I think that for like any boss in any business, the amount of times you have to repeat yourself can be mind numbing. And we think the person's not listening. They don't care. They're doing a shitty job. Again, those are all stories you're telling yourself. The reality is, is, you've probably created a pretty complex situation and it's worth reiterating it's worth explaining again it doesn't mean they don't believe me or that i'm dumb or that i'm doing a shitty job you know one of the investors basically you know did a bunch of market research brought me back a projection and said you know these are the numbers i feel comfortable with and i was like fantastic because those are exactly the same numbers that i gave you 2 weeks ago But like, I didn't say that. I just was like, great. I'm glad you're feeling confident about this now. I don't, the story I'm tempted to tell myself is he doesn't trust me. They don't believe in me. They think I'm stupid. You know, they're old white men telling, you know, a young white female (laughs) young-ish what she doesn't already know about herself. No, like none of that has to be be true, I don't need, you know, I could have very easily launched into a huge defense, an accusation, and why didn't you look at the numbers that I sent you, and blah, 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 blah. Notice, just bring awareness to where you find yourself having to explain yourself, where you continually tell the story about the last time you got hurt, and and why that applies to now. This information, this learning, this wisdom, I'm not saying it's not valid, it's incredibly valid. It's just a different energy when you are defending yourself, when you are hyper vigilant, when you are looking for potential problems, you are preparing to fight. And when you're just like, "Mm -hmm, I can confidently smile and nod. I, I can confidently see all of the moving pieces here. And they don't have to mean anything other than what is going to create success in this moment. This is the turning point. You know, now that you're listening to this, you can't unknow it, right? And so just bringing, I mean, I, I think I've said this like 10 times just in this conversation. Everything shifts when you bring awareness to it. It's, it makes all of the difference in the world when you are choosing and being intentional rather than when you're reacting and, and acting unconsciously. So I guess it's almost like having the courage to step forward in a conversation, in a communication, in a space, knowing like, I've gotten hurt here before. I've been burnt here before. I've had an, a negative experience or an, an enough bad things happen to me that I probably shouldn't be here or I don't want to hear this. And it's like, okay, courage is saying, I can. I'm aware of all this and I'm going to try this a little bit differently bringing all of this wisdom in with me and open to curiosity. Resentment, retribution, regret is when we let that past pain and those past stories influence our present moment and it, it closes us off. Sometimes our brain <laughs> will tell us, I mean, it tells us things all the time. You've heard me say it before, beliefs feel like facts. So, you know, for me, one of the stories I tell myself all the time is you fucked this up. My brain will tell me, it's your fault. You fucked it up. That is an old narrative. I'm trying to take control of a situation. I learned that if I take control and I take responsibility, I can generally fix it. But that comes from deep judgment that this is a problem, that it's my problem, that I have to dot, dot, dot. When I consciously allow that narrative to run in the background, but I don't don't listen to it. I don't take that belief as fact. That's what allows me to have these conversations with all of these different players and create the win-win-win. That's when I can get, you know, haters on social media and just say, thank you. Thank you for that information because I don't have anything to defend. I don't ever have to explain myself and neither do you, my friend. When we've been hurt in any way, shape or form, that's the dog. Thanks. Thanks, Rue. We will, our brain will wild out to keep us from that pain. However, if like we don't go into uncomfortable places, we're never going to grow. I mean, I talked to three different business owners today, all of whom are taking their business to another level. And, you know, they're afraid. They don't believe that they're they deserve it, you know, on some level. They don't know how exactly to do it. Like if they let those beliefs be the fact the truth in that moment, the story, if they believed that story they were telling themselves, then, well, I mean, firstly, we wouldn't be having the conversation. But secondly, they're not going to grow their business. So that's where, like, you, you have this choice. And awareness gives you the space. You don't have to indulge the anxiety, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You don't have to indulge the fear. So, okay, BC, fantastic, fun story. How do we do that? So this is the um, Chris Voss, leave nothing on the table negotiation technique. And it's called tactical empathy. It's super fucking simple. But honestly, when like someone sometimes just gives you like a little tool or a little resource and you can just apply it immediately. I don't know. It it, like really changed for me because I can so often just jump to the systems, the structures, the frameworks, the solutions. But the reason those aren't working, the reasons aren't those aren't happening is because of the energy. So clear the energy in the conversation, address it, right? Get Make sure that you're, you're like on the same page, even if you are sensing that that person is avoiding you or avoiding confrontation or just giving in to make things easier, even if you think they might be manipulating you. You can bring that and communicate that superficially. So like it's out there and open, but do it from a place of curiosity rather than defense, right? Do it from a place of um, trying to create this win-win-win Doing it from a place of, of co-creation, right? So how do we do that? Well, first things first, listen. Someone's talking, you are listening. When they are done, pause. Wild things happen when you create spaces in conversation, especially in Western society and it, like especially in certain parts of the United States, you start talking before the other person has even finished their sentence. Like we, we don't, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. So just for shits and giggles, when someone finishes a statement, just, wait. It'll be awkward. It's okay. If nothing happens, repeat back to them what they said. Literally. Mirror it back. Exact words. Pause. See what happens. This is especially helpful in emotional situations. So whether you're feeling emotional, like I'm having a very big feeling right now, or they are, and or like, This is happening. This is the undercurrent, but like that's not the words that are being shared, right? You know, you ask someone who looks like they're about to burst into tears, how are you doing? And they're like, I'm fine. Pause. Then you can say, you're fine. Pause. (laughs) That person who's about to burst into tears, is they're going to break in those pauses, but maybe they're super pissed off at you. And then you can repeat back, I'm hearing you say you're fine, but I'm sensing you're really angry right now potentially even at me pause what happens next is really fucking cool because they're either going to emphatically nod and feel seen heard validated supported and and build on it or they're going to correct you that is incredibly empowering when someone can say no that's not correct here's what i was trying to say or think or do you actually like pass them the baton. And so now this person's in this conversation with you and they do feel safer and more secure because they've now taken the lead. Any which way, you're, you're again creating this space for open, intuitive, curious communication. And it's incredibly powerful. Everyone will feel completely different during the exchange and after. The last story that I want to share about this, if you've been listening for a while, you might also know that I'm in business with a, a business partner and we're sort of renegotiating what that looks like. And I was explaining the situation to somebody and they told me that, you know, I need to lawyer up and I really need to protect myself and this person is completely manipulating me and so on and so forth. And I can appreciate what they're doing. I can appreciate the fact that they want to protect me, that they're worried about me. The story I tell myself also, full disclosure, is you don't think I can take care of myself. So I pause and I say, I hear you think this is like something I need to protect myself from. And then I might be being taken advantage of and, and this person might be acting with ill will. And then, you know, I pause and I get like their whole history essentially of how this has happened to them a million times. I didn't ask the question. But what I reply back with is like, wow, sounds like you've been hurt in business partnership a lot. And it also sounds like you may not have advocated for yourself or been able to draw strong boundaries. And so there's some responsibility you feel in terms of this as well. And there's regret. That sounds really, really hard. Pause. Once we kind of got there, then I could say, I like again, I really appreciate you sharing this. There's a lot more to this story, but I, I have definitely advocated for myself. I'm, I am lawyered up and, you know, we're continually renegotiating boundaries and respecting boundaries. And so it's like it is a tough situation, but it feels I mean, it, you know, it feels as good as something like this can. So, I mean, let me like it actually feels really good. It's two people who are doing their very best to do their best and communicating very clearly and openly because we've created that safe place of like okay right now I'm kind of going to I'm I'm about to lose my shit I'm going to take a time out we'll come back or like I think this is something that needs to be recorded or we need to have one of the lawyers around like okay cool you know and yeah it's it's moving forward whereas there was a while there it wasn't moving at all so that's kind of like tactile um, empathy in real time and, and and from like both perspectives as well. So me relaying the story, me in this story, the story I'm telling myself, and it's just wild. I think when we, and it, I shouldn't speak for others, for me, when I started to realize that like energy infiltrates communication and the words that I choose are very powerful. And I can elicit responses. I can create spaces. I can design solutions simply by choosing a different word, simply by checking in with myself and being aware of what's my intention. Like, am I just trying to tell this, like, because I can, I mean, you're listening to this podcast, you know, I get into like fucking preacher mode. And, you know, that's coming from a place of like, I want to, I want to feel like the expert. I want to feel like, I am adding value, but I'm doing it from a place of like insecurity. When I just like hear myself in what should be a two-way conversation, if I'm talking for more than five minutes, like I will be like, I've been talking for more than five minutes. I'm going to shut my mouth right now. What's coming up for you? So just bringing awareness for the 18th time to what are you feeling? What's your intention? How are you co-creating? any conversation that you're having, whether it's a one-way digital communication or a two-way in-person conversation or potentially even a large group, a one-to-many setting. Your words convey energy. And when you start tuning into the, like, pull out the old thesaurus and just look at different words that you can use, they will feel differently. Okay. So I think that's all I have to say. Um, I actually have a whole module on this in the Anti-Business School, which will be launching any day. Uh, If you're listening to this, you can probably find it online, NicoleBZ.com. During launches, there's always fun giveaways and fun pricing, but it is available when it's available. So if you're curious about compelling communication, check that out. You can also get onto The Loop, which is my monthly musing on all things inspirational and distracting, (laughs) my favorite. That is also, you can sign up on my website, NicoleBZ.com. You can find me on all the socials. I definitely spend most of my time on Instagram. And I think that's all I got. Uh, You know, if you dug this, if you feel like someone in your life needs to be a better communicator, share this episode. If you got this from your friend, They love you and they respect you and they really enjoy communicating with you. Trust me. (laughs) And yeah, you know, give me some reviews, some likes, some love or some constructive feedback. I am always here for it. You can email me hello at NicoleBZ.com. And one of my favorite things is turning questions and Q&As into episodes. So if there's something specific that you're after you're curious about or a challenge in your business or anything like that, hit me up. Uh, I've been known to, yeah, like I said, record whole episodes on people's questions. It's like free business alchemy for you, my listener that I adore. Okay, I'm off. Have a beautiful day, afternoon, evening, morning, middle of the night. I love you.